I read it as Venus girls, like gr- girls, like, but I felt like I sounded like grew, so I knew that wasn't right. So I just want to double, I want to double check. Venus girls. I was like, uh, oh, you could always like girls. try and roll your tongue and do like the good. Oh, wait, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> do like what? Right then, team. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record Podcast. We're joined today by a band that I'm a huge fan of, and I'm so glad that we got them on the podcast. We have playing them consistently on our Indie Rocks radio show. If you don't listen to that, you probably should. Um, with They've been our previous track of the week with their newest single, Goth Girl. We are joined by the band today, Venus Girls. How are we? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that was like completely in sync. That was incredible. <laughs> Great it was mind. just dead hello good intro Al. That, that was an impressive intro you did that one well thank you i try i try <laughs> um well oh. basically oh hang on no i want to ask one thing it is venus girls right yeah okay yeah. so some, that's the first time that i read it i read it as venus girls like gr- girls like but i felt like i sounded like grew so i knew that wasn't right so i just want to double, i want to double check venus girls i was like <laughs> Yeah, you could always like girls. try and roll your tongue and do like the good. Oh wait, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> do like what? <laughs> I try to roll my tongue, but it failed. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Oh, I, I really want to try and do it now, but that's I can't. Yeah, well, yeah, no, so like, I was going to do it, but I don't want that to happen. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I don't even think I'm going to need to put a, like a clip in the front there. I think that is just what I'm going to use perfect. to introduce the podcast. One hundred percent. Oh dear. Oh, that made me cry a bit. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, well, to start with, we try and ask the more sensible questions before we do inevitably end up just talking about rubbish for most of it. Um, so for anyone who hasn't heard of Venus Girls, uh, give us a little bit of background, like what type of music is it, how long you've been going, all that sort of stuff. Um, so we formed the back end of 2018. Whoa, dear. Started gigging at the start of 18, wasn't it? Yeah, so we had our first gig yeah. in February. Um, like, yeah. Um, we met at Leeds College of Music. Um, we were all studying there, different courses. Um, Grace had put like an open call out at the time. Um, so we were really heavily inspired by Riot Girl originally. Um, we covered Bikini Kill, Rebel Girl. But as it's kind of gone on, because we were all from very different backgrounds, it's kind of turned to like alternative rock. I guess there's probably some other sort of subgenre as well that other people call us. Like some people have been calling goth girl, like goth rock, kind of like, we even got um, compared to the cure, like the sounds of the cure, which I was quite surprised by, but we'll take that. Mm. Um, but yeah, has that answered, was that your question, how we formed? Yeah, sounds yeah. Cool. yeah, perfect. Yeah. I sometimes like end up going on a bit of a tangent where it's like, no, keep to the point, don't go on. No, that yeah. is that is perfect for an hour-long podcast. Got, we have the time. You can talk about what you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's good. I think we want we normally like to dive into like what the early days were like, um, because we find that really interesting with a lot of bands. Yeah. So if you you all met at uni and then was it a case of like you just played stuff separately and then you were just like, fuck it, let's just start a band? Um, well, 
Not really, actually. Yeah, I think ghosted, that's, that's ghosted like the, the usual post story, and all... isn't it? But... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, none, well, none of us really knew each other. I think Grace and Grace knew each other because they lived together. Jess and Grace knew of knew each, each other. other. Yeah, yeah, we went to college together in Watford. She was the year below me. Uh, um, yeah. And I like I knew of her, but we like weren't friends at all. <laughs> I kind of knew not because I didn't like her. Hated her. We, just, <laughs> we just didn't happen to be friends. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Grace did an open call on um. I think it was was it the uni's Facebook page at the time. Um. Yeah. With me and her though, it was just spoke. We we lived together, and she was like, "Oh, I really want to make a band," and I was like, "Oh well, I'll be in it," because. I used to be in an old girl rock band in Hartlepool went before uni called Armpit and the Glitter Babies. And nice. before like I even knew Grace, I think we added each other on Facebook because when you're moving into halls and things. Yeah. And I remember I commented like, oh, I want to be in a cool band like this. So like, I think I was just like, well, I'll be in your like new band because when we all went to uni, it kind of, we weren't playing together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then some of... People, did you reply, reply to the post, Gabby? And then Jess, for I, a friend? I think I might have seen it on Instagram. I've got a feeling I would have, I can't, because she put it on Instagram as well, I'm sure. Um, and then, I yeah, I sent her a message. Um, and then, yeah. She thought you were a singer originally, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. And you were like, nah, drums. And then <laughs> Hannah, actually, we saw Hannah play in... She used to be in another band and we saw her perform, um, especially I think GK did. And she actually went up to Hannah and was like, I want you to be in the band. And Hannah turned it down originally. She's like, no, like I'm too busy with like my band. I don't think I can. But I think like Grace just kept nagging her until she said like, yeah, I'll come. Mm. And then she hasn't, you know, turned back since. <laughs> I, think she I haven't could... let her leave. No, yeah, we have yeah. I think, um, yeah, she's talked about that I think because in like I can't like imagine if I hadn't said yes <laughs> like and just but um yeah I think that's kind of how everyone came together nice that's yeah cool. and then you so you started then practicing rehearsing and stuff and then what was the first gig like when you all played together what was it almost like a breath of release because like you were able to just kind of get out there what you were performing mm. it, it was, was for it me was, yeah it was really good actually like it came about so quickly. Like we'd, we'd barely been rehearsing and we just got, I think we got some like photos taken and just kind of, you know, did that thing at the beginning where you make a social media account and like, you're just like friends like my new band and all of that. And then all of a sudden someone was like, can you play this gig? And we were like, oh my God, we only know how to play one song. <laughs> um, and it was a cover. Like we hadn't really written much at that point. So we had to like really quickly get together some original material like very fast um and I think just the whole nature of it the fact that it was like really quick and we just yeah just got on stage and played it and it was just so much fun and and the audience really liked it although looking back on that video now I'm just like why did you like it (laughs) (laughs) we we like you can just tell we're such a new band like we don't look as comfortable on stage as we do now and stuff like that but at the time like it it just felt really good I was like I remember I was thinking yeah like this could be we're the shit (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far um you can like even afterward like online and things like the response that our performance got it was really positive so I think that kind of 
solidified it to us I don't know if that's the right word but like I think we were all like mm, not sure if this is gonna work because especially the first rehearsal was very awkward because <laughs> we kind of jumped into trying to write an original whereas because we were all working in different genres and like hadn't even played together before we didn't know how each other played or wrote mm. it was very awkward and then I think it was Grace was like oh we should you know try a cover in the next rehearsal and maybe that'll be a bit more comfortable um so I think after that initial gig and like seeing what people thought and just like how we felt on stage we were like oh yeah like we want to keep doing this <laughs> might as <Yeah>. well <laughs> definitely where was you where was the first gig that you played then was that in Leeds yeah mm. it was yeah. in the lending room, room. The what, lending room mm. yeah. oh sick yeah I like the lending room that's yeah, not. That's not. Played I'm there a lot. Yeah, big fan did, of. Did you go to uni in Leeds? Up. <laughs> what? Man. You went to, what? Oh, that is official. What's that? Forty something episodes in a row. Oh, piss <laughs> off, Joe. It's not even that many times. Uh, no, I like that though. So then, that early, like, when when did you start getting those original songs down and get like? arranged down and those early ones did you hit a, did you write a lot and throw a lot away until you got to that point or were those early songs like did they just come out straight away deranged wasn't necessarily deranged one of the first ones actually. yeah deranged was a lot later because that came out in 2019 <laughs> yeah well it was released in 2019 because We'd been like writing and performing for about a year before we released anything because we yeah. kind of wanted to do that approach of building a fan base through live gigging first, do that sort of approach rather than oh, yeah. mm-hmm. putting loads of content online and hoping people will see it. Um, but Deranged was quite a few songs in. We actually, we'd messed about recording some of our older songs, like Sour was one of the first ones. And obviously that was released after Deranged. Um, there was one called White Lies, that was probably one of the first ones too. And we've hummed and hard, hard, hummed and hard. <laughs> <laughs> you went insane to that and everything. Hummed and hard. Hummed and hard. I keep, oh my, you can tell I haven't like communicated, communicated to people. It's so long, I just keep coming out with, right, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, we don't know whether we will ever release White Lies, like maybe the B-side, maybe, but um, that's like probably our first ever one that we wrote together. Um, Wasn't the first one Sour and then White Lies was like after that? Yeah, it's between them two, isn't it? They and were Deranged um, wasn't, and like we'd written loads of other stuff before Deranged, like wasn't Venus. We, we had a song called Venus. <laughs> and we didn't know what else to call it. <laughs> yeah, and we've long since ditched it like we haven't played that live for ages but even that was before deranged it's because it was on the arpeggiator like i'm like leading the song but oh, live a nightmare that <laughs> me and live. Yeah, you haven't a... and we, we don't need... have any yeah we needed like in-ear monitors in order to play it because it was like took following like, although I, I couldn't uh, hear it um, <laughs> and as well like ditched it <laughs> some of the venues we play as well because some of the, a lot of them like diy and small like the sound isn't like the greatest, especially in the monitors for us. Mm. And the synth is always like at the bottom. So try to follow a synth like oh. as a metronome. Or like, even if you know, I don't even have a monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm like, like, yeah. I've not even had one, so I've not been able to hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> at some point. Maybe. Um, maybe. but yeah, so Derange was like, we fully went on a tangent there. That was me. That was totally yeah. <laughs> um, maybe like the sixth or seventh track. 
Okay, so uh, is, is it, but it was the first one you released on Spotify, or have I? Um, yeah, it is the first one, yeah. Right. So is that the first one that you hit and you were like, like, was it a conscious oh, point yeah. when you got to that point, you were like, right, now we're ready to release it on, like, platforms? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think we wrote it around the time that we were sort of anticipating getting some recorded stuff out there. And yeah, I guess everyone was just like, yeah, Deranged is the one that we'll put out first. Um, and it's, it seems to have gone down quite well. So <laughs> really well. it's a very good song. I think that's what I do. Fair. <laughs> that yeah, no, that, that one will always have like a place in our hearts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So then uh, where did it go from there? Like, did you start playing some like bigger and bigger gigs in Leeds or like what was sort of the plan from there? Um, so from the range, yeah. So we did our first ever headline show in Leeds for that release, and it was a Hyde Park book club, um, and that was sold out. So that's like 150 capacity. Wow. So that was like big for us. I think we were like very overwhelmed by that show. It was like a really good show because <laughs> we'd put it on ourselves as well. Um, it was all very like DIY. Um, and as well, I guess that probably would have helped our presence online, other promoters finding us so when it came to booking tours and things it was actually mainly me and GK doing it all ourselves like reaching out to promoters it kind of helped that we were all from different places because I'd worked with promoters in the northeast who then heard of us and wanted to work with us etc and like down south as well with Jess and GK and um as well we signed to Monomyth Records at that time and they have a really good connection with Future Sound so they're a really good like quite big promotion company in Leeds. So then we started collaborating with them going forward. Um, so yeah, like definitely over time, like we started getting on better support slots and things like that. Um, we've worked with the Kids of Solid Gold, which are Teesside based, and they've helped us out getting some good support slots as well. Um, so yeah, just a variety of like the label sort of progressing as well. And then recently as well, we've just started working with a booking agent. So Hopefully as well, that'll become a lot more easier for us when it comes to shows and tour arrangements because trying to organise it when you like have no experience in it is can be difficult. So that'll be very handy. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you so it sounds like you've got a lot of you've got a lot of miles under your belt, you've played loads of gigs. Have you got one that sticks out as like one of your favourites? For me, it's um probably in my hometown. We've played the studio a couple of times. Um and literally right before the pandemic, it was like one of our last shows, and um, we just put our own show on there, and that was probably my favourite. It's all like a charity-run venue, um, and just the support that I got like from my hometown was amazing, but I imagine you probably have different ones. So, I think that's definitely up there for me as well, for yeah. sure. That, yeah, every time like we've been asked this question, Glasgow always comes into my head. Mm. because I think it's because it had for for so far away it had quite a, it had a good turnout and I think like the way we played um like the, the energy that was in the room as well that always helps and I just think yeah. it was overall like really that was a fun gig that one that one always comes to my head when this question's asked yeah even though it was I really like, like that one probably one of our smaller ones on mm. like in the like smallest 
yeah I remember that one being fun as well I remember coming off stage and just being like feeling really good (laughs) I remember being sick before that show like when we went to the service station (laughs) like rock and roll I wasn't oh my god I forgot forgot Um, about that so I was in the front seat finally because GKR was um (laughs) oh my god I forgot I remember that definitely like stressed you were gonna throw up in my car <laughs> scotland's always like a really good place to play and also just go to i love scotland like i i just want to live in the highlands like in a hut somewhere but yeah yeah that's the goal isn't it earn yeah. enough to be able to just buy a house in a random field and just not speak to anyone it'd be great <laughs> I, I think i would need a community i'm very i think i'm probably more sociable than i think but yeah that sort of vibe <laughs> like yeah. have like sustainable little like hut somewhere anywhere so you mentioned support gigs there i've got this right that you supported all time low so (laughs) i bet you've been asked about it a lot but i think we were pretty blown away by that like what was that like that sounds incredible you'd be surprised at how little we've been asked about it actually because that was one of the last ones as well before everything went Uh, okay that was our last gig wasn't it a year ago just over a year ago yeah so you know we did that and then so much was supposed to like come off the back of it and then like the world ended so it just kind (laughs) of like fizzled out to be honest but um I don't remember what your question was I just (laughs) (laughs) just, what what was it like like how did it come about and like just all that sort of stuff um so it came about because (laughs) I mentioned future sound earlier so they work with us in Leeds. I think they'd put us forward with a couple other bands in Leeds um, because All Time Law were wanting like a local band to support them. Um, anyway, they put them forward to All Time Law and they were like, yeah, man, like we'll have them. <laughs> and that was very awkward because like in between, like when we have to like send it to them first to see if they want like you to support them. So obviously we confirmed it and then we were just waiting like, do they like us? Do they want us? <laughs> yeah. um, and then when it came back, we were like, Phew, like we can confirm it. Um, in the actual show itself, it was very overwhelming because I used to be really into pop punk when I was a teenager. Um, mm. So was Hannah. She used to really like all time on our basis. So like it was just weird like from going like watching MTV Rocks every Saturday with my mates to then like meet them and play alongside them was very surreal um yeah. and like they were really nice um we met them at the end um Alex the lead singer and stuff and but yeah it was it was actually quite stressful in a way prior because it was a Brudenell social club and I don't think they were ready for the fangirls that come with all time law. So I remember like the venue just like stressing out because it was like low capacity. Um, Well, it was like for them, it was a low capacity venue. I think it's brewed now like 400, 500 capacity and usually all time law. Only 400, yeah. Yeah. Whereas all all time law usually play, I want to say arenas or autos, Mm. maybe arenas. I thought they'd be playing arenas. Yeah, Yeah, it it was like an intimate warm-up show wasn't it they, yeah. did, they did one in London and then they came up and did one in Leeds so it was like and it, it only got announced like the week before and like I remember we arrived at the at Brood now and there were like people like with duvets and pillows like oh, sleeping God. outside yeah. Brood now like waiting to get in and I, the venue just I, were not prepared for that they just didn't I don't think they expected it and mm. so security was like super tight and I don't think they really like 
unfortunately knew about us and who we were yeah, which I think they fine. thought we were groupies or something yeah. <laughs> and they thought that we were trying to like get people in like fans and stuff like we had our partners with us and like they all had to leave it was so sad oh, um so it was it was a bit of a stress on that front but like it wasn't like bad or anything we just hung out mm. and yeah got to got to play before all time low which was super cool <laughs> yeah it was definitely a new experience like I think it's yeah. prepared us for shows like that if the you know if more like that happened for us in the future mm. we kind of know a bit more what to expect yeah um, but yeah it was it that classic good. thing of like all the people who have come to the show like do not know who the support is and they're not there to see you like at all they've come to see all time low so like playing on stage it was just it was such a weird experience and like we haven't really experienced that yet because we haven't played for like bands as big as that mm. but I'm sure we've got more to come but there were just people like leaning on the railings just like staring at me like really? <laughs> yeah because they don't know you know they don't know who we are and like they're just kind of listening and like making their opinions but mm. they like looked so bored oh that's <laughs> my I, there was like a few people who were like partying and like having a good time but that was such that was such a different experience to just be like they're not here to see you and that's fine and people hopefully will go away and listen to us afterwards. <laughs> yeah but I, I yeah. think you're, I think you're a good one because I think as soon as you start if people aren't interested people sort of will be quite quick I think sometimes if the support's <laughs> a bit safe like someone has to come out with an acoustic guitar and do whatever people are going to be bored but like if you come out and you know, actually sort of make an impact. People will like take it away, even if they maybe don't seem like it at the time. Yeah, they're just making their minds up like at exactly. the time. And it's yeah. such a funny thing to experience like from mm. the stage. I think we went down pretty well um, because I, I like try to make sure to interact with people online and stuff. So beforehand, like, people were messaging us a lot of the time asking if we could get them in <laughs> for a ticket. But like there was a bunch of people who like have I think like kept listening to us after because I was talking to my friend earlier today and she'd actually moved in with a new flatmate like when she at uni in Nottingham and she was like yeah like I had only met her a few times and she shared like goth girl on her stories the other day she's like a mega fan and I was like really <laughs> so, like, I don't know who she is so I was like oh that's that's good I guess and she's a big fan of all time low so I was like we were like oh it must be oh that's pretty cool that, so. that's cool yeah. hopefully we made a new like some fans from that <laughs> yeah it's my favorite part about going to gigs like that especially ones i think it's probably a bit different because of all time low they're obviously very fangirly people around it so when people go and watch they're maybe not as interested in solely finding music but i feel like for me and joe whenever we go to gigs like the support's half the reason we're there like because we're just kind of excited to see what people are like yeah yeah mm. it's good to go down early and check support slots out and things like that isn't it I used to always make sure to do it when I was like going to gigs when gigs could happen but mm. and, and as a teenager to be honest like even when I'd go to the O2 academy and stuff I was getting down early to see you know well discover new bands as well yeah what's yeah. the favorite one you found when you've been doing stuff like that what was that sorry Favourite? what's the favorite one you found like if you've seen like a support like because oh, right. like when you've seen a support like I always find that um feet was probably my favorite one that I hadn't heard before when I saw them supporting Haler. must have been last year or something and they like it kind of blew my mind how a band like that for us had kind of gone under the radar to some extent and we kind of got there and we're like oh uh, shit we probably should take notice of them 
Yeah. Oh, that's a big mm. question because I've been like, to so think, many gigs like, and like I can't um, even remember like gigs that I've been to now. Like, it's <laughs> such a long time ago. That's a trouble, isn't it? It's like, oh, oh god. I'm oh. sure it'll be, especially as a teenager. Like, I used to always like go and then listen to Spot. Oh, actually, I went and saw Sam Fender December 2019, and. Uh, person called Brooke Bentham supported him and she's from like North Shields and that was the first time I heard of her and I was quite shocked because she's like from my end and I mm. love her music so that's the most recent one I can think of that's cool, that's cool. I think of one yeah that is a hard question to throw at people it was yeah no sorry I just we, <laughs> we're talking about it thought I'd just throw it in there and see where I get anything we'll see I'll, I'll, I'll ask another question if anything pops in your head just interrupt me um you said you spoke a lot about having like different influences when you were starting off and stuff. What sort of stuff is there? Like, what is everyone into, and how does that sort of like how do you try and pull that together when you're writing original stuff now? No. <laughs> um, I don't think it's like a conscious thing, to be honest. Um, everyone's influences just kind of comes through, but I think over time we've just got better at like. I think we like coming from all the different directions we've all managed to kind of get on the same page about where what we want the from the band and like where the band's going so there's like a common um ground I don't really know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> I don't think yeah we just don't really purposefully think how can we bring these influences into the mm. song we just sort of we let it happen and see where it, it takes us and it's kind of taking us in a bit of a new direction now and we're sort of like embracing that like with the release of goth girl it was a bit a bit different but it was like unanimous throughout the band like we, we wanted it to be more synthy like more catchy like mm. that sort of stuff and yeah I guess the influences show through but we're just not aware of it <laughs> yeah are you wanting to know like sort of each member's backgrounds like the influences from that was that go bad? for it yeah yeah, no. yeah. Go I just, yeah i didn't know ever like that was kind of what you asked sorry I didn't, did i just like completely no not at all <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fine. um so for me i listen to a lot of like these days anyway i listen to like a lot of dream pop music um and experimental to be honest, a lot of noise as well. Um, like Freaky Friday, I was doing a residency when we wrote that and it was just a full on like deep listening, Pauline Oliveros, like Delia Derbyshire week for me. So I kind of <laughs> came from that in a, with Venus um, and did some improv. But like as a teenager, I listened to a lot of rock. My parents were like punk rockers and stuff. So I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music. Um, and as well, a lot of like classical music because my granddad used to listen to it all the time in the car and I play classical piano. So for me, I think it's like quite versatile for us all. But I think the main influence that I bring to the band is like the dream pop synthy stuff. Obviously, I'm playing the synth. <laughs> yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah. Cool. No, I like that. And I think uh, like we've had some bands sort of what we've noticed is there seems to be either everyone has very individual ways they want to do it and like the guitarist wants to do their guitar bit how they want to do it drummer does their bit and then it comes together or it's like everyone's putting little bits into everyone's different bits i just think it's quite interesting to see like 
where everyone comes from and then you sort of manage to put yeah. it all together it's yeah. i find it impressive because like if it was me and now we'd just probably just argue for hours and then just never get a song because i'd just yeah. be like i'd be like i want to do it like that and you'd be like i want to do it like that and we'd be like fuck I it, think fuck it. <laughs> we all kind of like listen to just loads of genres as well but um especially like jk she listens to a lot more like riot girl stuff i think and like that but also she listens to like dream pop and things and mm. i know you mm. jess have been talking about lot like listening to more yeah, dream pop definitely. recently and like the cocktail twins and things like that yeah um <laughs> hannah's kind of like listens well if when i always think of hannah i always think of like brit pop because i know she likes yeah. like the arctic monkeys and like she's always on the playlist basically like when we're touring mm. um because yeah. she gets like it's definitely more along like the rock lines and like the slightly heavier stuff yeah like definitely not heavy in the grand scheme of things but like <laughs> heavier stuff um and then gabby feel oh, free. I'm, I'm every i'm everywhere with my music taste uh one one minute you'll hear me listening to classic rock like stones who um then i can go to fisher and start listening to dance music <laughs> Yes, yeah, nice. because after gigs when Gabby goes on the ox and she's putting all like the dance club music on, like I'm like, get the dunk on. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I'm a bit all over the place to be honest. We definitely have those like genres where we all sort of like are into it. So there's definitely like a crossover. Mm. And then we all have like the music that we listen to that maybe like the rest of the band don't like at all. So mm. yeah, I guess. I mean, when we're together, we never listen to like my soul and disco music ever. Oh. We never do it. Right, well, you've ever. got to start from now on. Every, <laughs> and every you've got to listen to my to. noise, like yeah, in Hildegard like, music. <laughs> there are these just like individual genres that just don't get touched. And it's like, that's fine. I enjoy that in my own time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, we... We had this problem at uni when I went and we solved it by making a massive playlist and everyone put like 50 songs in and then you shuffle it and you get what you get. That's Do you what we imagine did. if we oh, did I don't know if I'd so like it's just, that. It's just random It'd shit in a row. all over the shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you never know what you're going to get. You get one I, I actually made one like that when I was working in a cafe and we like I was working in the kitchen and it was really like hectic and busy and you kind of just needed to have like a really long playlist to stick on mm. and you could leave it on all day and there wouldn't be a song that like wouldn't be right or like the playlist would end or like spotify yeah. would go off on one and start playing whatever at once yeah. but like what are we listening to <laughs> so i made a playlist and it was it was weird it had like the spice girls but then like my chemical romance and i was like what have i created like, yeah. <laughs> this is a mess and the next thing you know it's mariah carey and then like right against the machine like yeah. honestly it was all over the place but it was perfect for like a busy kitchen situation because you're like half listening anyway so it was just, yeah I, that's I, the only situation i'd allow it but otherwise that would really i don't me. i really don't think i'd do it i think it'd stress me out because one minute mm. i'll have like john coltrane on like a bit <laughs> of the old saxophone would come out but then next minute we'll have like some heavy i get jungle on there'd be like the new chase and status album be, yeah, oh my like, god what it'd just fuck my head too much yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that can run maybe not <laughs> maybe not <laughs> I want to talk to you about this rebrand that you've done with Goth Girl because I'm fascinated by it because the artwork is fucking mental. That The artwork on that single is incredible. So where did that come from? And was it one of you lot that drew it? 
actually um gk's partner who drew it um because we were very we were on a budget for this one with like the pandemic hitting us um the imagery came about we always make pinterest boards when we want to release a new song um so yeah we like just kind of had this idea of representing like that sort of goth girl alternative sort of vibe into it so the idea of like worshiping the devil because you know you're like spiritual or like you do parts of like witchcraft but well what people perceive as witchcraft or if you do do witchcraft or um I think that's kind of where the imagery came from and then we had a few reference images on the Pinterest board as well that we were really like yeah like we want a line drawn we want it quite simplistic mm. um so I guess that like Jamie Kirk he's called um you can find him on Instagram I think is, is it Jamie Kirk art on Instagram I don't um, think so. <laughs> we'll, we'll find him. We'll put him in the description of the stuff. Yeah, definitely. We'll yeah. Tag him in we, we sort of just like gave Jamie just like the the ideas that we had and just let him sort of create. So yeah, it, you know, it's a lot of it's mm. down to him, and he definitely yeah. He him. came back with a few different drafts. Um, some of them like completely different to what like we decided on. Mm. Um, but that was like a strong contender. Then there was a couple of us that we really liked. And then as well, just like little things towards the end, um, like the fork at the bottom. Like yeah. one of the alternatives was like a butterfly sort of effect. And then was but we a- we really liked the so in place of the pitchfork, it was a butterfly, like with the bold like thick line drawing we were like mm. yeah that that looks sick but like what's butterflies got to do with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was it was annoying because it was like we really love that but it's just a bit meaningless so we were like what we need like a bold shape at the bottom and that's literally how the pitchfork came about especially actually, ties in, yeah with the devil yeah. and things like that <laughs> to what we're talking about mm. um <laughs> well you could you could you've completely rebranded your instagram too and everything's kind of mm. come along with this is this something you've started it's almost like a fresh start for you as are you going on to this sort of style is this what's the plan yeah. it was definitely that was very conscious we sort of we were trying to stray away from the whole diy band thing with the mm. single so we changed like the recording process and decided to work with the guys over at sugar house, um, and get like a professional job done and like collaborate with producers and get their input and, and stuff like that. And with like a professional polished track that was going to stand out, like from our previous releases, we just thought it was important to like bring the branding up to that standard as well. And like with, with all the previous stuff, we sort of had this, black and white and then red came into it with the wicked things ep but it was black and white and like glitchy and and sort of lo-fi and grainy and that sort of thing and we just thought no like goth girl is polished we're aiming to get radio play and Mm -hmm. stuff like that like the image has to go along with it and it needs to be polished so Mm. we were like right gone with the black and white let's (laughs) pick a color and I, i we were just like chucking colors in the group chat and someone was like what about like pink baby pink Mm. and we did and yeah so the old instagram had to go we had to start again (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't it didn't match at all Um, yeah it it, it paid off like i remember somebody shared like one of our first press shots or something 
on some kind of social media and was like, I don't know who these people are or what they're selling, but I want it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, we hadn't even released the track yet. Like we literally just wiped our Instagram and posted something like that. And it, yeah, it clearly paid off. <laughs> it completely threw us off. Cause we like to like go back on band Instagrams and try and find like early gigs they've done and do some like mm. little research a bits. And I like flicked it and was like, Oh. <laughs> you can still you can still stalk us on facebook and twitter i don't think they got wiped <laughs> there you go be, next time i'll have to delve through the facebook <laughs> looks a good one because i don't have it actually i don't know if this is still a feature it used to have like an events bit in like all your gigs are listed mm. um, i couldn't tell you the last time i went on facebook <laughs> just in, oh, in general yeah <laughs> What a strange yeah. place for middle-aged women. Facebook is. I always find that it's a place where my, my mum and her mates hang out on Facebook, so it's not really the, the my normal vibe. They're, good, go they're good fun, mate, to be fair. I yeah, don't good crack, them. good crack. But yeah. My mum really look, likes Quiz Planet, and she does that through Facebook. She's always... And then she's like, tell your friend to reply to a message, I'm Quiz Planet. <laughs> like, no, um, uh, no, I do like that. I think it's cool to sort of have that rebrand, and I think again we've seen a lot of bands over lockdown even with songs and stuff and wiping old songs off spotify and i think when you've sometimes when you've got a year to reflect and then you go you're like right now we've got our best stuff and then you look back on the old stuff and you're like oh we just don't want to look at it anymore so i think taking that step is is interesting and yeah i think it, your instagram does look really good now like aesthetically very pleasing so yeah I'm I'm happy because I'm a very colourful person, so the black and white was always difficult for me trying to like get stage garms and stuff. But yeah, whereas now I'm like I've got a pink dress, I've got a pink wardrobe, it's fine. So oh it's it's just like the polar opposite for me. I just don't own any yeah. colour. <laughs> That's <laughs> like a monochrome scale my wardrobe. <laughs> mm. Oh man, that is crazy. Have you found that lockdown has been something that's allowed you to reflect and develop your creative process maybe, or like go into places of creativity that you've maybe not ever stepped foot in? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing them off cool. again, Elliot. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to answer, but I just feel like I've answered loads. So I was going to let somebody else go for it. <laughs> um, this is the problem with Zoom, isn't it? That I yeah. For me, on a personal level, it has. Um, like with my freelance stuff, apart from Venus. Um, it, with Venus, so I guess like you, we were just talking about the rebranding stuff. It gave us a lot more time to think about the single release and like how we were going to go about it and release it when we were really happy with like the quality of everything. Whereas with our past releases, it's always been very like last minute and we're like, quickly, we need to get mastered. Like we need to get the artwork through. Whereas we definitely had a lot more time to sit on Goth Girl and like really plan it. Mm. Um, we Like there was a couple of dates thrown about like we were originally going to do it in autumn, but because of like the lockdowns, we were trying to like meet up um, to do the photo shoots and things and a bunch of times, like it just wasn't going to be like doable. Um, so we like waited till it was all safe to do so like in the summer. Um, so things were definitely delayed and on the live front, it hasn't obviously been great. Um, but I guess the big thing to like remind yourself is that the full industry is kind of like on pause, mm -hmm. especially bands who are like emerging or DIY smaller bands. Um, like we're all kind of in it together and the industry's kind of like not gone off without you. Yeah. Um, 
So I think it has helped us in a way to like really reflect and also just get plans together, even though they do keep changing with lockdowns and things like that. We do have like a plan now. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, we're kind of growing the people we work with. So like booking agents and things. So hopefully when you can get back to it, we'll be like busier than ever, like busier than before as well, even. So and hopefully playing cities that we wouldn't have had the chance to before. So I guess yeah, that- yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah, I do like that a lot. I think uh, one thing like speaking about like your creative processes and like having specific mindsets and what you want to do. I think one thing that um, like, I know Ellie, you've been like quite passionate about and always brought me along for the ride is like, you've got really into like female fronted rock bands and have sort of been trying to really push that message. And we've both sort of found a little bit that it's been like harder to find some female fronted bands. Um, and we've had to sort of look a little bit deeper about it. And then I came across this quote on your Spotify bio, which I felt like was was really, really well worded. Um, so I was going to try and read it instead of like trying to say what I wanted to say. But you put that you intend to contribute to the elimination of age old interpretations and preconceptions towards women in rock, which I thought was like the best way you could possibly put it. But is that yeah, something that'll that's be GK's words? <laughs> yeah, I mean, brilliant. I was like, we try and speak, and it's like never come up with something like that. <laughs> um, but basically, encapsulated that point is that is that something that you've sort of consciously worked towards, or is it just something that's sort of in the back of your heads? Mm. I think it's something we're all just with being in the band. We're just proving that statement, I guess. Um, I think it's something that we're all aware of because we have to like deal with like the judgments and things that come along with being instrumentalists or just women in the industry. Um, it's, to be honest, like it's not obviously awful at all, but we have had experiences that our male counterparts might have not experienced or had. Um, so I guess just kind of like sometimes it's quite obvious as well and just obviously we know with like Redden and Leeds Festival when they announced their lineup last year and it was like the amount of women on the lineup well lack of women on the lineup mm-hmm. I should say mm-hmm. um and the controversy around that um because you've got the festivals in Barcelona called Primavera Primavera yeah well you never remember we use this as an example in like every interview or whatever that we do and Grace is always like <laughs> yeah, <'cause> Barcelona because <laughs> the they like well they used to make a really good point that it was 50 50 their lineup and um last year in particular they were just like oh I don't think they announced that it was 50-50. So people were like, ah, oh, you're still doing the 50-50 thing. And they're like, yeah, we just don't feel like we need to make a point of it anymore. Mm-hmm. It should just mm-hmm. come naturally that um, the lineup should be diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like that's, I think as well, like for us, a thing that we always say is like when people say like, what do you want to get out of being in the band? It's kind of like just being able to play. But the biggest thing is to sort of, how like so these younger women or non-binary people have like a band to look up to to be like oh like I don't just have to be a singer like I can be an instrumentalist too um just sort of like having like role models in a way I feel really egotistical saying like let's be (laughs) someone's role model but like just having like being able to see someone do it you can then be like you know 
I can do it too. Because it was the likes of like Bjork and Grimes, seeing them when I was like 15, that I was like, oh yeah, like that's actually what I want to do. Like they're so cool. Like I love their music. That kind of inspired me to sort of pursue what I'm doing. So hopefully in some ways, like someone might see Jess on lead guitar and be like, yeah, I want to start doing lead guitar or they'll see Gabby on the drums and pick up drumsticks and not mm. care if people say why are you playing a boy's instrument because I know that's happened to Gabby before hasn't it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so a bit yeah. like yeah I probably went on a bit of a ramble uh, there. no no that's fine that's, I think um we've sort of it, exactly like how you said we've wanted to touch on it before but then also like we've had discussions about uh, like we try and keep it 50 50 but again almost if you say you're trying to keep it 50 50 maybe that takes away from the whole point of it just should be naturally mm. you know if we're putting songs into our playlist it shouldn't be a case of we're really trying to do this it's just naturally 50 yeah. percent of the bands we put in or artists we put in um are yeah. female and i think it's it's quite a hard thing to sort of judge so i just think like educating people on it and just being like i don't know it's, it's a hard way to spin mm. to people but and quite yeah. often like it's not it's the industry professionals sort of like higher up in the in the industry where the problem lies you know the, mm. it's it's male dominated within the business side and all of that and women or non-binary just non-males basically are not given the same opportunities and that's the problem and then there's a lack of females or anyone else and it filters all the way through and that's sort of the problem so I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to be you know this 50 50 and equal and balanced and all that but the real problem lies like within the system (laughs) (laughs) um and the individual like consumer isn't Mm -hmm as imbalanced as that and it's it's really down to the the big bigger organizations especially the festival organizers yeah and some of them in the uk just still not giving opportunities where opportunities are deserved and it's Mm. not like they should be given it because they're female it's like they're a good band they're a good musician they're a Mm -hmm. good artist they're better and they have more achievements than some of the bands that do make it on but they just don't give them the opportunities. So something's clearly going wrong somewhere in the yeah. industry. And yeah. There's something fucked up going on. Like it's, it's, I find it really difficult because I'm always on the hunt for, because I love female fronted punk is something that I'm really into at the minute and trying to find that sort of music. It goes so under the radar at the moment. It's makes mm. it, it's like it's like another level of underground like you get all the underground punk bands and then like you're almost searching through them to try and find some more that are especially like um panic shack the red stains and people like that that we talk about quite a lot they're not focused on as they should be especially by the businessmen in suits that get paid to play the certain songs like it's all such a broken industry and it Mm. it stops and restricts how people find the music as well as actually just listening to it on a mainstream level. Like we find it incredibly difficult and having the conversation as well sometimes, because it's, it's something that a lot of people are in the industry of, of that age where it's still, it wasn't normal when they were growing up. So they're still kind of stuck in that way 
of mm. it not being the regular thing to happen. Whereas I think you lot, especially with making it as as not necessarily conscious, but as a focus point, especially in like your Spotify bio and things like that, it's something that I think is really important just to make it so you are a role model for the for younger women out there that or, or non-binary people that are wanting to do this type of thing, even though they might see it as a unachievable goal because realistically there's always going to be people out there that want to listen to the music and they will find you eventually mm. it's just it you've got to shift for all the shit because there is a lot of shit male bands there's a lot of shit <laughs> there's male just bands a lot well. of music in general that's like a, a separate issue yeah <laughs> oh my god like it's how, so how saturated the industry is these days and you can just release music from your bedroom it does yeah. cause mm. a bit of an issue yeah, absolutely. That's another yeah. issue that we're sort of trying to solve by picking stuff out, but it's like it's just incredible. Like, and it's not even like there's a lot of shit. There's also a lot of really good music that's like yeah. maybe not the best ever, but is like <laughs> at another time you could be mm. like massively famous. So yeah, it's really hard. But I think, as you say, you're doing the by far the best thing is just lead by example. And like I've noticed, like Goth Girls had a lot of radio play. Um, and seems to be doing really well. So I think that's like obviously by far the best thing you can do is just release good songs that just, <laughs> as you say, get out there, get on the radio and sort of lead by example. Thanks. Yeah, just uploading music to BBC Introducing um, if you're like an upcoming band. Um, also just like making good ties with the people who work there as well. Because mm-hmm. um, it was actually BBC Tees, where I'm from, who helped us get those players because they can forward it on to the other BBC shows. Um so I've always like made sure to be friendly with them and there's been like Zooms, that's what's been good about this year, like how accessible things have been. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to like go on a Zoom call from home. Um, so like just chatting and networking that way as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of the bonds I've came across, especially this year, a lot of like Twitter communities. Um, I know a lot of, especially like women in the industry, a bunch of them are from America actually. And then they've made playlists of like, Fans around their area that they play with and then like vice versa so like I've just been finding so many there's a couple of bands as well in I think they're from Sweden and it's like all in Swedish but like I'm just like like, like I like their music like yeah yeah there's a lot coming out of Spain and places some countries in South America as well in terms of female rock and punk um I think a good place to find it is like on twitter and like communities online and stuff mm. um i imagine so supportive in this kind of scene i imagine tiktok's good for that i don't go on tiktok mm. but i know a lot of other bands who have like suddenly gone up so many followers because people found yeah. them on tiktok and they're getting mm-hmm. like, lots of views on there yeah, yeah. it's crawlers were the one that we've seen recently that have just yeah yeah got up in followers yeah. on like instagram reels and stuff it's been crazy so i think yeah. i came across crawlers a year and a half ago, a year ago on Twitter. Mm. But I've like I've seen what they've been doing on TikTok and yeah, they've just like fully shot up doing so yeah. well. It's been mental. We found them when they released Placebo and it was mm. like the track before their most recent one. And it like we loved it straight away. We were like, playlist needs to be done. Like it's <laughs> fucking unbelievable. But then for them doing all this real stuff, they went they gained like fifty thousand followers in the space of three nights. Yeah, and yeah, That's me and GK saw that. We were like, but yeah. <laughs> that is wow. so nuts, and it's <laughs> so wild. That's the goal of it. Literally. Mm. <laughs> Literally. Well, 
On a, on a lighter note, Al, do you want to take it into your fun little section? Yes. Yes, I shall. <laughs> I shall. Right. We're going to do, I've got like a little scenario section that we clip up and use. It's kind of a little bit different to the normal standard interview, but we're going to give you, I've got three different scenarios and I want you to pick from within the band who you'd like to help you with that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go, go, I'm, I'm so coming. ready. I'm so okay. ready. <laughs> okay, cool. So, the first one, you've you've taken a cruise ship. I uh, really, I was just been editing a video, and I cocked that up last time I said it. Right, cruise ship. What did you say last time? I, I think I said cruised chip. <laughs> chip. Right, you're on. You took a cruise ship gig. <laughs> I've not even fucked that it up yet. Tickle me. Yeah, tickle me. Right, a cruise ship gig. Like you've you've taken this gig. It's a bit of a strange one, but you've taken it. You're you're traveling around with it. The ship sinks, sadly, but you've all landed on a desert island. Altogether, it's been miraculous. All that has been there has been a box of tools, a record player, somebody's record collection, and that's all that you've been left with. So I want you to pick somebody to control the record and it be their record collection, somebody to help build the like camp that you're going to stay in and somebody to go out foraging for food. <laughs> I know the first Hunt. one. I know who I'd pick for the first one. What, is it Hannah? Hannah's record. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, no, I was going to say Geep, Grace. Oh, what, because Grace. I'd just chill everyone out on the floor. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone would because, just go to bed though. Yeah, no, because like Hannah's record collection it would be sick most of the time, but on a desert island, I think I'd want geeps because it'd be super chill. <laughs> Hannah's, got, Hannah's got like a mixture. Hannah's so when she's on the arcs, it's like it's a bit of everything. True. True. So no, that's, that's true. All right, we'll go, Hannah. No, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's true. Not happy about it though. So I'm obviously gonna go off my record collection, really. <laughs> that's oh, there you go. That's outvoted. Gabby is Gabby's right, because we could have the ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. Um but- what was it to help build? So you've got someone that's going to like mainly build the camp who's in control of like oh. building the, like, I don't know what you want in a camp, like a tent or it would have a to, shelter. It would have to be Jess because you're probably the strongest out of <laughs> out of us. I would say, I'd, probably, I'd probably say Jess as well. You're yeah. like proper mum vibes, like in your mum car, like driving us out. You're going to be building us. <laughs> it sounded like in. you said, it sounded like you said man. I, I really thought that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I <actually> said mum. <laughs> mum. <laughs> It's uh, it's mum to us. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Translated. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh my god, Grace, like you can't say that. Like, <laughs> <for> feminism. <laughs> no, mum, like your mum. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, yeah. What was the yeah. last one? To be fair, I'd trust any of you with this. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go down at the tea. Jess has built a touch. Um, foraging. Um, yeah, foraging someone's got to find some food. I think that would have to be me, wouldn't it? I was going to say you. Because I'm got an interest in botany and things. No, but you can take take Gabby with you. I think Gabby would be helpful in that scenario. (laughs) <laughs> no, no you just seem happy to be involved there. Yeah. <laughs> you can be on the watch out you can do the digging i'll just be like get that one you can do the digging <laughs> oh, climb up the tree get the 
Gabby's got <laughs> food. Your yeah, like, she does, yeah. Your food likes align with my food likes, which is why I'd want you to go. <laughs> there you go. Then. To make sure yeah. that, that she was getting like good stuff. I don't know if you'd be able to find all the spices for a good Kerry. Like, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> there, there's not like a co-op in the middle of it. Like. <laughs> I think it's just going to be like plants, fish, and coconut. Yeah, but Gabby's there as moderator. Yeah, I'll take plants. that. I would, I would like a, camp, a yeah. companion as well in case there's any uh, predators on the loose. Gabby can fight them off for me. Yeah, and then TK yeah. will just chill. Be chilling. Yeah, chill. Listen to just the music be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll just be yeah. vibing to Hannah's records. TK would yeah. be good though, collecting as well, because she's really an nutritionist stuff, isn't she? So, yeah. But, I guess we would be quite limited on the island. She can, she can oversee the, the the operations. The main yeah. manager. Yeah. <laughs> got a manager or super. Head, yeah, head someone's got to delegate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, she'd be managing it. Brilliant stuff. Right. Well, so for your next one, you've you're you've gone on a tour again. You're staying in a cheap Airbnb. And you don't want to leave it because it's cheap. It's nice and easy. It's lovely. It's big. Guess the first night you hear a load of noises in the night. And a lot of weird shit going on. You find out it's haunted. It's oh, fucked up place. Oh. It's haunted. But you don't want to leave because it's oh. so cheap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right, I'll get yeah. the, the pros and cons. Talk to them. It's fine. It's fine. Well, this yeah. is the question. Like me crystals, if it's. You have. You have your crystals. Well, there you go. The answer might be there already. Someone's gonna have to hold a séance to talk to them. Make sure they're. Make sure they're not bad vibes. You know, you want to make sure they're all good. They're gonna set you up. Who's it gonna be that's gonna be leading this séancey thing? Great, 100%. <laughs> definitely. But like Gabby would definitely be there also. Like you love I'd be course. in on it. I'd be like, yeah. this is so cool. <laughs> I'd just be shitting myself, like hiding under the bed or something. <laughs> no, if there, if there are any bad vibes, I'll just talk to them. It'll be fine. We yeah, can, we can get down, yeah, talk to them, sort it out. Yeah, yeah, I'll have all my oils yeah. with me, exactly. Exactly. Get these yeah. oils out. We'll, we'll chill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Cool. And the last one I've got for you in this scenario section is you've been nicked. You've been banged up for a crime we can't discuss. I don't, we don't want to get into it. But you've been banged up. <laughs> you start again talking to somebody within the jail. Jail? Where am I? Jail. America? Jail? We're in the jail. <laughs> in the jail. Um, you're in the prison. You got you. You know, you're talking to someone in the nick who's mates with a screw, and you know, yeah, you end up finding a way out of there. You've only got one phone call to make. Who's going to be your getaway driver? Which one from the band are you picking? Getaway driver. Yeah. So you've broke out of prison. You've become mates with this screw. You've got out. You know, you managed to. Sorry, screw might not be quite. Screw means like a prison officer. Like right, I had no story. idea. I thought you meant like a literal screw. <laughs> you made mate, mate yeah. like a Phillips head screw. Uh, just, just sat there thinking he's lost his mind. Yeah, I was no, like, no, no, no. I'll accept it. It's just no. I'll go along with it. Sorry, that you was... made friends with a screw. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you've befriended oh. a nail that you've. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. No. Okay. So, a prison officer. You've managed to get out. You've escaped. You have to get home or away to safety. Who is your getaway driver? Jess. Yeah, Jess. Because you know, in her mum's car. In a, yeah. <laughs> well, the, well, it's her, not actually my mum's car. Yeah, I was gonna say a mum car. What is it like a Zafira or something? Citroen Picasso. 
Ford Focus Estate. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, it is a mum's car. I'll do the job though. Pile in, you know. Yeah, you get loads. I'll tell you what, you can bring the whole prison out with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of them in the booth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Bring your screws if you want. Oh my God, yeah, bring all the screws you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, dismantle the whole prison bring it all with you. <laughs> yeah, break it down into yeah. a flat pack like ikea we're yeah. getting going <laughs> yeah oh. definitely yes <laughs> yeah not many of us drive so yeah oh, it does narrow many. it down to be fair <laughs> not many <Yeah>. options <laughs> fair enough oh. well that is the that is the scenario section over and the... oh i want more scenarios yes <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone's done this with us before. We, <laughs> we get a lot of this. I think can we just do that for an hour? We could definitely so. do that. I'm trying to see whether I've got any written down anywhere. I've got my other notebooks on my scenario collection. I actually yeah. do because we do it for every episode, and we've done like what 16 now? Something so I've got like three for every episode. So I could have there just read some out. Yeah. Uh, unique as well. Yeah, nice. ju- yeah. They are actually pretty much. Ah, right. Okay, I've got one. I've got one. Got oh, one. one more. Oh, bonus, sorry. bonus scenario. It's one of it's one of my it's one of the first one best ones that I've asked. I don't know whether any of you lot are into like gaming or anything, but so you've been put on a land that's a bit like rust. So it's a, essentially a it's a a land which is derelict. It's pretty much brand new. Everything's been wiped out <laughs> apart from some scraps and stuff. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's kind of like um, what's the one called? It's really popular where you. Um, yeah, you never what Fortnite. Well, well, it's Fortnite, but that's I would say I wouldn't say it's like. Rust. I thought that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> but there's like one that's like Fortnite, and also like Rust, the one in between. Unknown, uh, no. Uh, Ark Survival Evolved. It's just no, like I that. Think, I don't think I'm gonna it's get also it. Similar so I'll to just, that. I'm not. I'm not really a big gamer, so I'll I'll, cool. I'll stop there. I'll stop there. But <laughs> uh, anyway, you're in a land like that. You have to. You have to. You've you've built your shelter. You're all set up. Yeah. We need someone to go find you a mode of transport. Most most likely it's going to be a horse. Who are you sending off to fetch the horse, tame it, bring it back so you've got like a little car? Tame the horse. Yeah, tame hey, it, bring got, it back so you can horse. use it. I've got, got a horse on Red Dead now. I'm t- mine's tamed. I I'm saw it. That's all you got. <laughs> That's it. You've done the Red <laughs> so Dead I've on Red it. Dead. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. I've Get on it, spam A, and then you're just like... You're just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pat it, feed it, brush it. There you go. Gabby's <laughs> <laughs> all kitted up for that. That was like um, like the hedgehogs that used to cross the road and you've got like a set thing you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pat, listen to what it was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I thought I need a cough from laughing. <laughs> You're more than welcome to. We allow that. That yeah. is okay. We allow coughing, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my funny. god! Oh, so, how no, quickly one. you were like, "This is my, this is me." I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> I'll get yeah. the fucking horse. Let's do it. Can you actually? Have you actually ever ridden a horse in real life? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, there you What's go. I wasn't sorted. expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's totally <laughs> sorted. That's amazing. Yeah, I've got a friend who who owns them, and she let me ride one when I was maybe about eleven, ten, it was years ago. I couldn't do it now. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. <laughs> Very <off>. different. <laughs> much larger. And, yeah. and, and it's and own thing. Yeah. 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 And a lie. Yeah, that's the Yeah, I do love horses. I have to admit. Big fan. Mm. 
big fan of horses. Can be scary though, and they're massive. Yeah. They do worry me a little bit. I definitely bit. had some dodgy experiences yeah, they in my stere- stereotypical southern life when I used to ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. don't mention it, don't mention it. Stereotype. <laughs> uh, I also think if they if they switch, they could just do whatever they want. Well, they're like Massive. big dogs, though. They don't they don't hurt no one. They're just they're all yeah, they're just they could. If one just ran it. Some of them are crazy trouble, yeah. though. Yeah. They've got yeah. like Big, big teeth as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust them. Mental. I don't like them. Yeah, especially when you're behind them, like it can just kick you, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, that is one thing you tend not to do. Don't step behind a horse. Yeah, I thought you don't choose to walk beside it. You walk behind it. You're like waiting. (laughs) God, I remember when I was literally like, I think I was like five or six, and I was riding this horse and we had like gone out on like a little trek or something and I I was so small at the time so they'd put me on like the smallest horse and because it was slow because it was small they put me at the back which was so stupid and it, I got so left behind everyone else like went around a corner and the horse couldn't see them anymore <laughs> and just up, totally panicked oh, and like started like galloping to catch up and I just wasn't expecting it like went straight like round the front fell down onto the floor saw the horse like walk over me and was just lying on like a country road in the like countryside of England oh my god at like the age of at the age of six or something and I was like oh my god and I still remember it to this day like it really I'm not really traumatic apparently that sounds like scarring after that I, yeah, I just got straight back on and they'd like oh, put me at the front so that I would. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did horse riding till I was like 13 after that. <laughs> oh, wow. So I've yeah, never ridden didn't one. didn't scare me. Hard as nails. <laughs> Hard as nails. Hard as nails. Hard as screws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't ride one because you're taller than most of them. Uh, no, I want one of them big off, big fuck off, like. Big off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the old um, the ones that got lots of like hair. Well, the, oh, this makes just sound really fucking. Hot. Yeah, yeah like, man, the horses. hairy ones. You know, yeah, the ones yeah. that have got like the really fucking big ones. The ones big, that the big saw... faces and the teeth. <laughs> yeah. I know the ones. Right? No, the ones that like the ones that like used to do all the farming. I mean, yeah. it's really thick. The when I don't know anything. I don't about know either. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, anyway. I thought you said all the big air originally. I was like, big air and a horse. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need some sort of southern northern translator in this one. I think. Yeah, yeah. Usually, GK does that for me. Like, even when I'm with Venus, like, she sat there, like, if I haven't been with them for a while, I'll just, we'll just all look at GK and then she'll translate for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like still that. struggle. Like, I've known you for so long, and there's the, the odd word where I'm like, hmm? um, in, in second year, um, one of my friends is from Colombia, so his first language is Spanish and if I like went home for like a week or like a weekend I'd come back I'd talk to him and he'd just be like what (laughs) once again we'd go to GK and she would just like she said this (laughs) so does she know Spanish as well that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) she would just actually say it in better English than I could (laughs) oh god funny well then well I think we should probably wrap it up how long have we been going been going Uh, a while an hour an hour and 15 
Yeah. Mental. Well, there you go. There you go. We do like a last little section to kind of wrap it up where we kind of shout out like a band that we've been listening to, that we've been enjoying. So anyone, anything that you lot have been listening to recently that you want to, that you think should be getting a little bit more publicity? Every time this question, I need to have an answer prepared. I know, me too. Hang on, let me just well, check my we, Spotify real quick. This normally happens. Me and I normally have one, so we can run through ours and then I guess you yeah. have minutes. Yeah. Okay. Go on then, Joseph. You can take, take it away. I've got a band called Space Toast, which I'm Air convinced Toast. is the best name of a Are band. Are they Australian? Ever. No. Oh. Because you've got all, <laughs> you know, all the like loads of Australian bands with just like really bizarre names. Yeah, it is. It's one of those where you know, if you just go on like a website that like generates a band name and it just gives you like two <laughs> words and you're like, yeah, space that'll toast. Do. Cool, that'll, that'll do. do. Um, they're from the East Midlands, apparently. So somewhere near us, I think, but it doesn't mm. say specifically where they're from. <clears throat> oh, Smoking talk. joke. Yeah, been sick. Um, <laughs> <they're>... <laughs> Uh, they are like a proper indie rock band like a little bit like classic indie rock but it's just really catchy and i came across them yesterday and that the way i I thought they were good was it was the first song i'd heard of theirs and before that song had even finished i was like singing along to it like i knew the words after like two choruses i know and (laughs) imprinted yeah it was it was and i was like well i was like that must be the catchiest song ever yeah fair play uh, so that's a really good song. It's called Hate Me, I think. Um, nice. um, you don't even know what it's a... fucking called. It's that good. But <laughs> yeah. you, you can tell. Yeah. I, know, I, I, can, I can know the I words. Think it, I know the words. I, it's called. I think it's called that. <laughs> What's the band called again? Space Toast. Toast. Space Toast. Yeah, they've got a new one out that's a little bit heavier. Um, and some of their older ones are a bit heavier as well. And then they seem to have this like indie vibe in the middle. They've got like five songs. Um, but like across their like discography, they've not been going long, but they've already got like, a lot of different genres and they're all really good um so yeah they just want to check out they're really good oh cool they look cool mm. Mm, they do, yeah. cool well i've got i've got i've got two quick ones because my research isn't as in-depth as that but i, it is... <laughs> I just said they're from the east midlands <laughs> yeah i don't know where these are from <laughs> i've got two and i don't know where they're from so actually tell a lot i do know where one of them is from we're all right we're all right so i've got for the punk lie out there i've got polarized eyes which I put their track Blackout in the playlist and it's just fucking mental. Like it's, yeah, just a lot of shouting, a lot of noise. Sounds really good. Um, the way I described that one. And the other one that I'm going to shout out, I'm going to shout out Logo because they have released something recently as of recording, but um, they've released a new single called Big Now. But by the time this comes out, they've probably released their EP. Um, just couldn't tell you what it's called because I don't think they've announced it yet. Uh, but don't yeah, break the magic out. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> fourth wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Low Girl, they're a band from Bedfordshire, I believe, um, which is very local to us. And we've seen them live, mm. and her <laughs> vocals are fucking crazy. They she did a song, uh, they did a song called ICU, which we saw live like when they were supporting Sarpa. And that track, it's one of them ones where you listen to and it's one of the, like, it's so deep and um, emotional. I enjoy that track too. But this yeah. one's a lot more lighter. Big uh, it is, I, I really like, because I love that ICU track, but it did get to the point where it was in our playlist that, like, I had to skip it a couple of times because, you know, and yes. you're just like, I can't cope with this song now. Like, it's really <laughs> emotional and, like, really mm-hmm. deep. And I was just like, this is, like, not the vibe sometimes. Whereas this new one, they've gone quite, like, um, 
a little bit lighter, a little bit more upbeat. And like, I'm like, yes, this is sick. They're, so you should, um, you'll have oh, to, from, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you'll have to like, like send the messages, send the messages, send the songs across on Instagram. After yeah, this, cool. Messages. We will do. Yeah, I'll put in a message for her. Cool. Yeah, she's from Hemel, which is literally like so close to where I live. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dead close to us as well. Yeah, yeah mad. They're so good. She's like her voice is something that's yeah. mad. And then all of the art that's done is done by their um I wanna say he's a synth player mm. or keyboard. He does both, probably, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, he and his art's unbelievable too. His art's crazy. Mm. Well kid. So what have you lot been listening to? Um <laughs> I've been getting into from Hannah actually. Uh Yonica. Yonica, I've literally Yonica. just put them in the playlist. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so good. It was Hannah that introduced them to us a while back, and then um, she played a few um, not long ago, and then, yeah, she made me really get into them, so that's what I'm listening to. Mm. Yeah, that's it. They are really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, not too long ago, I found um, this band called Ruido Rosa, and they're from Mexico. Nice. Um, and they're like an all-female rock alternative, a bit punky. Um, and they've been going on for quite a while. And I sort of checked out like all their stuff. And if you go all the way back to like their first album in 2010, it's definitely got that like pop punk sound to it. And then nice. as you sort of like get further through, it just gets a bit more like alternative and yeah, that they're super cool. I really dig them. <laughs> Say, that's one you're gonna have to send um, us as well because I'm never gonna be able to find them. <laughs> yeah, I just went on this like absolute Spotify wormhole and just was listening to a band, deciding that I liked it, and then going into like their sort of like related artists, and then just it spiraled massively, and I ended up in like South American <laughs> um, bands, and like a lot of their songs are in Spanish. Um, and I understand some of it, but not really, but the songs are good. So I, I, I don't know. I don't really need Sick. to understand it. No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. That's what we were saying. But yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty big. I think they're, they're doing well in their own country, but they, mm. I think they're quite known outside of their country as well, which is cool. Cool. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Um, I've been listening to a few new ones, actually. Um, a band called Formatics. Um, they released a single Bang Bang. I like, well, when this comes out, obviously, a while ago. yeah, <laughs> a while ago, um, and then I was watching Calva Louise on the Twitch live stream for what was it for Amazon, I think, um, and I've I've known about them for ages, but like watching them actually like play live, I was like, bloody hell, they're good, and they've <laughs> just done a collaboration with Strange Bones, which is a really good song, and um, it's called Nine Lives, and then, um something a bit more local, a girl called Larissa. She's just released her single, Bodies, and we've played with her in Leeds a couple of times. Well, just the once, I think. But um, I've seen her live a few times, and she's got, like, a Lana Del Rey vibe to her, but then nice. also, like, more, like, The Cure and, like, AE synths. It's really cool. Yeah, we, cool. we, we actually love her. <laughs> yeah, we actually do. We actually do. <laughs> we are telling Obsessed. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <Not lying. laughs> Lovely. That's perfect. Loads for people to get stuck into there, to be fair. So absolutely. 
Well, I think it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's been a great show. Yeah, nice having us, you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been brilliant. And then when 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 gigs are back, we've said this every time, so we're going to be busy, busy people. But when gigs are back, we'll be up around wherever you lot are playing. We'll be there, and we'll try and get something done live as well. Like, yeah, we'll have to come to Northampton. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's a great place. Love <laughs> yeah. it. I'll tell you what, even better. We'll take you out in Wellingborough. We'll go. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be in jail if you do that one. Oh, oh my We're god! Actually, we'll like get that screw best friend. Yeah. Oh, okay. With your screws, right. if you're coming out in Wellingborough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if we do see you at a gig, though, we'll have to have like a drink. And if we're staying over, we'll have to show us the spots if we come to Northampton. Yeah, Is there anywhere sure. else close by that you go to gigs? Nope. <laughs> nah, nah, we go, we. Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, maybe. London. London, yeah. yeah. Even like Coventry. A lot of people seem to play Coventry now. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I think London's on the cards for us. Um, yeah. I think because. I think we're going to try and do like cities and stuff. This isn't mm. going to the podcast, is it? Ah, let me wrap it up then. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, thank you all for watching. We'll, <laughs> you'll see all that coming out soon, I'm sure. Uh, go tight up there. If you're watching the video on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Make sure you go check out Venus Girls' socials, Goth Girl, their newest single. It's all out there to listen to. Get your teeth stuck in. And we'll see you all on the other side. Peace. Yes. <laughs> Right, cool. Okay, now we are. <laughs>